The South Carolina Gamecocks defeated the Maryland Terrapins on Monday night, which means the Gamecocks are officially heading to the Final Four. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome to this special live reaction edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you once again for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first listen or watch here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. South Carolina, it wasn't a complete performance, but the Gamecocks did what they needed to do by the end of Monday night, and they are now officially moving on to the Final Four. They will be heading to Dallas, Texas this next weekend to take on Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes. But we've got plenty of time to get into the preview of that entire matchup, one that's obviously going to draw a lot of attention due to the two superstars playing in that game in South Carolina's Aaliyah Boston and, of course, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Guys, Caitlin Clark. But let's discuss how the Gamecocks got to this point, how they managed to secure one of the final bids for the Final Four. And let's start off with the play of South Carolina's superstar trio, the three seniors who have been the most synonymous with the Gamecocks' success over the past few years in Aaliyah Boston, Zia Cook, and Bree Beal. Because those three right there were a big reason why South Carolina wound up winning earlier tonight. Let's start off with, of course, Leah Boston. Boston had her usual shooting performance. She scored 22 points against the Terrapins, a team that, as we talked about coming into this matchup on our regular Monday show, they were going to be outmatched, the Terrapins would be, in terms of their size and their ability to be able to deal with Boston's length and the rest of the front court's length, for that matter, for an entire 40 minutes. And that was something that really started to take a hold in the third quarter. You saw Leah Boston score, I believe, six points in the first three and a half, four minutes of that third quarter. And that was really what spurred the Gamecocks um, stretch where they started to pull away from the Terrapins as that second half progressed. You also saw this really take a hold in the second quarter where the Gamecocks racked up nine total fouls against the Maryland Terrapins. Thanks to the play of Aaliyah Boston, Victoria Saxton, and again, everybody else in that group. So Aaliyah Boston was her dominant self. Again, just displaying why she is the reign defending national player of the year, why she is going to go down no matter what happens the rest of this tournament as one of the greatest players to ever play in the sport of women's college basketball. So Aaliyah Boston, again, doing her usual stuff on Monday night. Let's move on to Zia Cook. Zia Cook has been somebody that has admittedly gone through a bit of a lull in recent outings. Now, that's not to say that Zia Cook, of course, has not had an impact in any of South Carolina's recent performances. Obviously, with the athleticism that she brings to the floor and with how much she prides herself on her defensive play as well, Zia Cook has certainly had an effect on opposing players. But Obviously, we all know Zia Cook for her ability to score the basketball in a variety of different ways. And basketball is a lot like the sport of golf, in essence, where sometimes you're just on a really bad streak. 
and it's going to take you a while, but you just have to work your way through it, and eventually you'll find yourself getting out of that hole at a certain point. That seemed to happen for Zia Cook in the second quarter earlier tonight against the Maryland Terrapins. She scored nine points in that second quarter, a quarter where South Carolina, I believe, outscored the Terrapins by 14 or 15 points total. And she did this in a variety of ways, doing her patented run into the mid-range area around the three-point line, hitting some shot, some solid jumpers in that aspect, and also hitting a couple of three-pointers. She, along with some other players, really helped to stretch the floor inside out to where Maryland really had to respect the Gamecocks, not just in the paint, but also around the perimeter as well. Zion Cook also secured a whopping eight rebounds, which is something that we do not see very often. And again, that's not because she doesn't try, but it's because obviously Zion Cook playing that two guard spot, you're rarely going to see your shooting guard grab eight boards, but that's exactly what Zion Cook did on Monday night. So obviously a really big game for her and quite frankly, an underlying storyline coming out of this contest, because if South Carolina is going to win the national championship, Obviously, as everyone saw last year against UConn, the finals, Aaliyah Boston cannot do it alone. She's got to have some help on the offensive end in terms of scoring the basketball. And this year, if anyone's going to do that, up to this point, it has proven to be Zai Cook. And again, there was a little bit of concern after the last few games that maybe Zai Cook had just Again, hit a lull at the worst possible time. However, her performance tonight against Maryland seems to contradict that notion. Now let's move on to a player that, quite frankly, in my opinion, and probably many people's opinions, has been the most valuable player for this team in the past couple of games. And that is Bree Beal. Bree Beal has just been all over the place for South Carolina in a good way in these last couple games. Of course, in the matchup against the UCLA Bruins in the Sweet 16, and now tonight against the Maryland Terrapins. Bree Beal scored 16 points, had 7 rebounds, and also had 6 assists on the night. Bree Beal, she has done so much in terms of being a calming presence for this team. As we've all seen now multiple times, when South Carolina plays a team like the Maryland Terrapins, with the way that their opponent plays them, there is times where South Carolina actually does allow their opponent to, again, dictate the pace of the game, and it immediately gets them out of their flow. But if there's one player on the floor that does the best job of sort of bringing the Gamecocks back in, sort of calming things down, making sure that, you know, a couple bad plays in a row doesn't snowball and turn to a massive run for the opposing team. That one player that has filled that role more than anyone, I would argue, has been Bree Beal. And I think that she did that once again tonight. Because Maryland, obviously, they brought a lot of pressure on defense, full court press for the majority of the contest. And there were times where they got South Carolina on their heels a little bit. But Bree Beal, because of her improved offensive shooting this year, and also just flat out her high motor, Bree Beal just wanted it more tonight. I think that she really enjoyed, in a weird way, the physicality of the entire game because there were some people from Maryland side of things that really got after Brie Bill at times and were not afraid to try to body up with her. And she almost seemed to take offense to that in certain cases. And so I thought that Brie Bill, honestly, she had the biggest impact on this game tonight. Again, obviously we all know what Aaliyah Boston brings to the floor. We also know what Zai Cook can do when she is quite literally cooking from the offensive end. But Brie Beal, in terms of what she does on both ends of the floor, I think just her impact cannot be measured 
in any way for this team. And I think that she showed that once again tonight. I thought that she did the best job in terms of guarding Diamond Miller, who still got her. She got 24 points, and they were hard-earned points as well. But from what I could tell, the majority of the time when Bree Bill was guarding Diamond Miller from Maryland, Diamond Miller at the minimum had a much tougher time getting past her. So Bree Bill had a massive impact on this game tonight, again, in multiple different facets. So all in all, South Carolina is moving on to the Final Four because of the group that has led them to such a historic run in the first place. The three players in Aaliyah Boston, Zaya Cook, and Bree Beal. Now, admittedly, this was not a perfect outing for South Carolina. Obviously, no outing is going to be perfect at this point in the NCAA tournament. But there's one aspect where if it carries over to the Final Four, I think it could be a bit of a concern for South Carolina. And we're going to dive into what that might be in just a couple of moments. But first, the special live reaction show is brought to you by Built Bar. March Madness is, of course, getting near the very end. So if you haven't made your bracket already, I highly recommend you go to www.builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorite Built Bar. You can pick either a bar or a puff. I chose the Cookie Dough Chunk Puff because I'm extremely biased in this case, and I love Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. I would argue it's the best bar or puff out there. Probably the best protein puff bar on the entire planet. I love it that much. And here's the thing. When you vote, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. And one lucky Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built, where your favorite bar or puff can be delivered right at your doorstep. Built bars are, of course, jam-packed with protein. They're low in sugar. And as you all know, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So if you want to join the competition, run to www.builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So be sure to take advantage while you can and support your favorite bar today. All right, thank you all for tuning into this special live reaction edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. All right, so let's get into my one concern coming out of this game, and that is the point guard play. I am not trying to single her out here. I want to preface what I'm about to say by making that statement. But I will say this. This was probably not the finest game for Kiara Fletcher. Kiara Fletcher, I'm not quite sure what happened after the first media timeout in that first quarter. I don't know if it was how well Maryland was doing offensively that got to her or what. But after handling the full-court press just fine for the first four or five minutes of the game, Fletcher all of a sudden, honestly was a little bit lackadaisical in terms of bringing the ball up the court. And quite frankly, if I was on Maryland's side, I would have taken it as an insult. Just how much she was just basically grabbing the ball and seemingly just walking up to half court, thinking that, you know, they weren't going to try to trap her. They weren't going to try to pressure her at all. And I'm not trying to say that that's how Kier Fletcher felt about their defense, but for some of the reason, it just seemed like that the decision-making just wasn't there even though it was pretty solid to start off the basketball game. Because South Carolina, at the first media timeout, they were only down 14 or 13, but they wound up only scoring two points in the final four minutes and 14 seconds of action in that first quarter. And I would argue that a big reason why that happened was because the point guard play just kind of dropped off. And so Raven Johnson got brought into the game. And as we all know, for those of us that have watched the team for this entire season, Raven Johnson is a completely different 
change in tempo compared to Kira Fletcher. Fletcher is willing to run down the floor, but Fletcher is somebody that, you know, obviously is at the end of the day, still going to want to try to facilitate the offense, run a set play. Raven Johnson is a wild card in that aspect. I, again, mean that in a good way because Raven Johnson, she is very advanced in terms of her court vision and she's very good at running down the floor and spotting even just the slightest of openings before her teammates even realize that they're in a good, advantageous position. The issue is when you have a point guard like that and sometimes maybe her teammates aren't quite on the same page in terms of seeing what else is going on around them, that can lead to even more turnovers. So I think you get where I'm going with this. Kara Fletcher, she wasn't playing good at point guard. So, of course, Don puts in Raven Johnson. And then Raven, you know, it was the typical outing from Raven in the sense that she has some plays where you sit there and you go, my gosh, she might be the best facilitator in all of women's college basketball. She might be the best transition point guard in the entire sport. And then you got other plays where you kind of sit there and you go, you pushed it a little bit too much there. Pushed the envelope a little bit too much. And it winds up giving an extra possession to South Carolina's opponents. And in that first half, that really helped to keep things close on Maryland's side of things. Because in that second quarter, again, South Carolina drew nine fouls from the Maryland Terrapins. The Terrapins had like two or three players that got two or three fouls in that quarter alone. And so they had a chance to really put their foot on the gas and run away with this game heading into halftime, but they weren't able to do that. And of course that kind of started late in that first quarter and it kind of carried throughout the rest of the game. Raven Johnson got a little bit better once we got into that late third quarter, late third quarter, early fourth quarter where the depth and the fatigue really started to show on Maryland's side. But here's the thing. Raven Johnson is a true freshman, and I think that there's one thing that we can definitely bank on heading into this Final Four. If she's the point guard that South Carolina is going to have to rely on, I'm not saying that she cannot handle those responsibilities, but I would imagine that this being her first full season as an active member on this roster, that the pressure would get to her a little bit more. That she would be, again, pushing the envelope a little bit too much when she doesn't need to. Kara Fletcher, she's never been in a Final Four, but she is a graduate player. She has played a ton of basketball. And the thing is, she does not have to necessarily play better than Raven Johnson. Obviously, Gamecock fans would be fine if either one of them just takes the reins and holds on to them the rest of the way. But the thing is, we probably don't want to see all of the onus of the point guard play be on Raven Johnson. Kiera Fletcher's going to have to elevate her game. Now, here's the thing. Kiera has had an off night before, and she's bounced back just fine. Biggest example of that's probably the UConn game, where she had a really rough outing. Raven Johnson wound up playing like 36 minutes in that contest alone. And then the very next game, Kiera Fletcher, I think, had one of her best outings on the season. And then the next time South Carolina played a big-time opponent in LSU, I believe a week later, Fletcher had one of her best games once again, I think she scored like 10 plus points, something we don't see often from the transfer from Georgia Tech. So needless to say, again, it's not necessarily maybe a flagrant concern, but it is something to watch going into the final four. The Gamecocks are going to need solid play from both Kiara Fletcher and Raven Johnson at point guard if they want to win a second straight national championship. As good as Leah Boston, Zia Cook, and Bree Bill are, they all play other positions. Somebody's got to be the conductor to the orchestra on South Carolina's offense. 
And that means that Raven Johnson and Kiara Fletcher, because they basically split time, are going to have to do a better job of working together as a tandem in this Final Four matchup against Iowa. And then if they win that game, whoever they wind up playing in the national title game. So again, something to watch in terms of South Carolina's point guard play moving forward. Now, again, I appreciate y'all once again for joining this live reaction show. I am going to take a few questions from y'all in a little Q&A in just a couple moments. But before we dive into those questions, I do want to let y'all know that this show is also brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is now heading into the Final Four. So right now is your chance to get in on the action at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, a new customer on FanDuel can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Essentially, you're guaranteed to win money at the end of the day. Win or lose your bet. That's a pretty good proposition right there. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on anything from the money line to a specific prop bet. And you can even make your own same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, again, thank y'all so much for tuning into this live reaction show of South Carolina's Elite Eight victory over the Maryland Terrapins. We've pretty much now recapped sort of the main points from that contest. So again, if y'all got any questions regarding the basketball team, anything maybe with the football team, honestly, any questions that you got regarding any of the sports teams, fire away, feel free to talk about anything. Uh, Tony Kurtzy says, do you think they can hold Caitlin Clark of the Iowa Hawkeyes to 25 and keep her off the boards. Tony, here's what I'll say about Caitlin Clark. Um, obviously, she is extremely freaking good. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to add beyond that. Uh, Caitlin does a lot of things for Iowa, from what I can tell. Obviously, leads them in scoring, but also doesn't get enough credit for how much she facilitates their offense. She has the court vision of a Raven Johnson, but um, the shooting ability of, say, Isaiah Cook, but even better at every level. Um, she's not necessarily a driving guard, but she's someone that's got a sweet jump shot. And she does have some length to her, and she can run the floor quite well. So I think that South Carolina, I'm going to say yes. And the reason why I say that is this. I actually already looked this up for a different subject earlier on in the tournament or during postseason play. But South Carolina... This entire season, they've allowed some players to, again, get a have a decent night in terms of scoring the basketball against them. But there's not been one player all season long that has scored more than 25 points against South Carolina. We all know how they do as a collective unit defensively. But they also have done a great job of stymieing so many star players that they have faced this season. So... Safe answer, I will say yes, but I will also say um, it would not surprise me. Caitlin Clark maybe is the first player to go over 25 points. Of course, the question is, with how well I think Sapcon is going to be able to do in terms of defending the rest of the players on the floor, can Caitlin Clark essentially carry the load and will Iowa to an upset victory over South Carolina? I, of course, made the point, again, on my regular Monday show leading into the Maryland game, that Diamond Miller was not going to be able to do that. And that wound up playing out in that fashion. Now, here's the thing. Kaylin Clark is much better than even Diamond Miller is in terms of what she does on the offensive end. The other thing is this. 
The Big Ten, for what I could tell looking through the stats, they're not exactly known for their defense in that conference. So I'm very interested to see how they're going to be able to handle uh, Aaliyah Boston in that front court. I know it's a broken record, but we got to say it for every single game. And of course, um, how does Zai Cook do coming from the wing? I think that Zai Cook could have a great game in terms of penetrating through the driving lane and going to the basket. So um, short answer, Tony, yes. I think they can hold Kalen to 25, and I certainly think they can keep her off the boards. Again, Iowa, I no, we all know, has not faced a team like South Carolina all season long. I think that they will be shell-shocked by the length that South Carolina's got, and I think that that will definitely keep the Hawkeyes off the glass as a team overall. Uh, I believe this coming Friday, which will be, I want to say, the Final Four matchup uh, when that takes place, that is. so. All right, good question, Tony. Again, any more questions y'all got, feel free to fry away. Got a couple more minutes before I get on out of here. Mark Regal, she will not get on the board, referring to Caitlin Clark. Uh, yeah, Mark, I absolutely agree with you. I I mean, again, she runs the floor well, and she's got good enough length to where I could see her maybe getting, I don't know, four or five rebounds. I would be surprised if, he got, if she got seven plus. I'd be very surprised in that aspect. And here's the other thing with Caitlin Clark. I'll go ahead and give you all a little sneak peek into what I think the Gamecock should do for that game. Uh, quite simple. Put Bree Beal on her and full court presser. Don't let her just go on up the court and have easy chances to sort of see what all's going on. Pressure her. Make her have to earn every single assist point, period. Sapcon did the same thing against Alexis Morris for LSU when they played the Tigers back in the regular season. Here's the thing. Alexis Morris still got hers, but it affected her. It wore her down over the course of the game. For South Carolina, I would do the exact same thing against Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Again, you're not going to stop Caitlin Clark. She's still going to get some buckets. She's going to hit some step-back threes. That's going to make people just sit there and go, and they're going to all think that Iowa's actually got a chance to win the game early on. But let's be honest. Same thing with Maryland. They're not going to be able to contend with South Carolina for 40 straight minutes. So, not going to try to get into a tangent with all that. But again, that's that's my thoughts on Caitlin Clark and what I think South Carolina should do with her. Mark Regal, put both of uh, Bree Beal and Bree Hall on her. Fletcher will take this personal, too. I agree. I agree. And you know something, Mark? That's a very good point. Uh, Kara Fletcher, after what happened in the Elite Eight game, she is going to have some fire under her when she comes into this Final Four matchup. And I don't know what Kaylin Clark's height is exactly. I want to say she's 5'10", 5'11". I could be wrong on that, but I think that Kiara, even though she might be giving up an inch or two, I think she could match up with her. Kiara does a good job in terms of full-court press defense. She is pretty solid in that aspect. So, yeah, I agree. Keep rotating players, but again, I, I still think, for the most part, keep Brie Beal on her. You know that she's going to be able to lock her down. You know that at the minimum, she's going to make her have to work to earn everything she gets offensively. So, that would be the strategy I would employ for the Final Four matchup. Henry Mack, number one, ain't nobody talking about her making uh, her defense. Whoever she's holding, tell them the score on her every time, and I can wear her down right there because she cannot play defense. Henry, I'm going to assume that you're talking about Caitlin Clark. And, yeah, in terms of defense, like I said earlier, Iowa and the Big Ten Conference, it doesn't seem like that they're very good in terms of overall team defense based on the rankings that I've seen recently when doing some of the research for this upcoming matchup against Maryland and that I will be doing now for the Final Four. So, again, if I'm South Carolina, um, again, keep it simple. Attack the paint. Don't let Iowa dictate the pace. You're South Carolina. You're better than them as a team. 
Just go on in the paint, feed it to Boston, feed it to Saxton, feed it to Cardoso, and just tell Iowa, you're going to have to stop our front court, and we don't think you can do it. That's what I would do if I was Don Staley. But obviously, Don Staley is going to be the one that's going to be the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame very soon as a coach and as a player. Very few people have done that, by the way. I'm not. So again, you know, we'll see what strategies they do employ once we get to that game. So with that being said, that does it for this live reaction show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast discussing the Gamecocks Elite Eight victory against the Maryland Terrapins as they now punch their ticket to Dallas and are heading to the Final Four for a matchup with Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Thank y'all so much for tuning into today's show. What were your thoughts on the game? Comment down below if you watch today's show on YouTube or shoot me a message or comment on Twitter at line underscore SC. And again, thank y'all for making us your first listen or watch today. For your second listen, go check out Lockdown College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know both on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Lockdown College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your night, and I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Lockdown Game Talks Podcast.